Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Hey, it's Dr. Fuck. And with me is... Oh, yeah! Yeah, it's alcoholic. Yeah, it's me hitting my plastic Iron Maiden cup. I'm drinking the vodka. Fucking vodka, man. Yeah, man, vodka. That means guaranteed good show. Yes. Hey, I hope so. And we are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, and uh, boy, Ian, I mean, we're throwing them out, aren't we? We're throwing out these episodes, jing, 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 like Chinese yeah. stars. Yeah, well, I mean, I I owe it to the people, because uh, we took a long extended break because of, of my psychosis. So, fuck it, man. They, they, and they, everybody's stuck around. Everybody wants new episodes, so... You're going to get it, motherfuckers, and, and check all these, this shit out, man. Download them all. It's all quality. I know the ones we, well, the last two that already people heard were kick-ass. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling this one. Oh, this one is a guaranteed kick-ass show because of uh, the bonus stuff I have to play. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I hope people check it out, and I'm, I'm going to add that in the description to try to entice no, no, people no. Who, who might not be a fan of uh, this particular band, but... Uh, you should be, first of all. And second of all, even if you're not, you got to hear this uh, extra content. Yeah. Oh, it's it's going to go down as one of the best bits we've ever done. Good. I'll take your word for it because I barely remember doing it. <laughs> it's so good. But before I go into that, uh, there's a little surprise I want to tell you. you know, I kept it from you. I didn't want to say anything. Oh, you always keep shit from me. You're like a woman. What's going on? Are you pregnant? No, but, uh, no, no, it's not that bad. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that shit hurts. Yeah, it does. That fucking clothes hanger up the ass. <laughs> Ow! Anyway, so, um, <clears throat> fucking, uh, remember our little problem on our YouTube page? How we abandoned it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, remember what we were saying back then? Dude, till we get a thousand subscribers, we ain't putting shit back up no more. You gotta be shit me. We got over a thousand now. Yeah, yeah. We got like a thousand twenty-three, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, Fuck but name, right? you know, uh, my life is very different now. But it doesn't mean we're not gonna put up shit. I'm gonna put up. I don't know if it's gonna be a weekly thing, but definitely I'm gonna strive to make it at least monthly, or hey, maybe even weekly on a on a good month. But the nice. YouTube channel is back. Uh, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast subscribe i put up unedited episodes and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna cut a little piece out of this show tonight and put it up on youtube tomorrow so everybody that's hearing this now nice this is for the overkill episode coming up that you gotta listen to even if you don't like overkill i got something extremely funny to play and uh again even if you don't like overkill this is not your typical overkill album so you might end up liking this one <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so this is what I'm going to tack on to the YouTube uh, channel, Ian. Us talking about the the Rock and Pod Expo donation 
paint. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to put this on uh, YouTube. Yeah, and this is something, uh, you know, th this episode, the way we're throwing them out, who knows, this episode could be up very soon. Uh, but we started, uh, as we're recording this, I started up the, the fundraiser page a little over 24 hours ago. But it's it's funny because Decibel Geek is throwing the gauntlet. Decibel Geek said, oh, okay, we're, we're tired of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast winning. You know, because Decibel Geek uh, definitely gets more downloads than us. They are a bigger show. We have the better fans. Uh, and, and they're thinking that they're finally going to dethrone us. But you know what? We raised the most money the first year. We raised the most money the second year. We won the Podcast Kings tournament. We are the fucking rulers. These guys think they're going to beat us. They got a snowball's chance in fucking hell. Man, all these other shows that, that have way more downloads don't mean fucking spit to me, as Gene Simmons would say. Because uh, you motherfuckers make this shit happen. And there's a lot of other podcasts that showed up the, the previous two uh, Rockin' Pods that their shit was paid for by you guys. By us. Yeah, and some of them uh, were bitching about us going and bitching about us. And oh. we're the guys that got them in there. Oh, right yeah. At oh, you. yeah. Oh, yeah, there, there was people. The, the first Rockin' Pod Expo, when Ralph and I got on the stage and fucking destroyed it. You know, you know, we were the fucking thing to see at Rockin' Pod 1. But there was people that wanted us pulled off the fucking stage. And, and watch since, it on YouTube and see why they wanted yeah, us pulled yeah. off the stage. It's all there, uncensored. Yeah, and Sinzak was like, no way. There's no way. These guys raise the most money. They can do whatever the fuck they want. That's right. You know? That's and, and, what's up. Yeah, and we raised the most money for the second Rockin' Pod. And, uh, and still there's people... You know, there was people protesting... And then they said this year that they would not be part of the Rock and Pot Expo if Ralph and I were involved. Well, you know what it really comes down to is these cocksuckers can't raise any money themselves. They can't afford to go, and they're using that as a fucking excuse. Oh, uh, you make a lot of sense there. They're probably thinking, oh, we got to pay for our table? All right, now oh, yeah. let's bash these guys we're fucking jealous of that have yeah. listeners that pay for everything while we have jack shit. And yet they badmouth us. Well, we're the ones that raise money for them to be there, too. Right, right. But but this year, I want to make it very, uh, very clear that what you're raising money for is, uh, you know, to cover Ralph and mine's expenses, you know, for the for the table rental, for the uh, for the airfare, uh, for the hotel fare to stay. And then after that, because we're not taking any, none of this money goes to our spending money or drug money that we're coming out of pocket for. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're just simply uh, your donations help us get to the event. And then anything that's made after that all goes into promotion and, and to making this the best expo it is. We're not we're not paying for any more fucking podcasts who talk shit about us, That's right. you know, and, and fucking get there on our fucking dime. No, that shit ain't happening no more. But it's very important that even after we cover our costs, that we do raise money to help Chris Sinzak uh, to do that because it's, it's even bigger this year. I mean, every year it gets bigger and bigger. And, and this year we're in an amazing hotel and everything is going to happen on site uh, you know, the pre-show concert, you know, no, no more like you get to Nashville, then you got to drive here, and then you go here. No, 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 no. Everything is self-contained this year. But, you know, we've really kind of, you know, and, and by we, I should say, Chris and Zach has taken a lot under his wing 
and, and, and put a lot of money up front, not only to secure the guests, you know, all, all, the, all the rock stars you guys want to meet and all the vendors and everything, you know, but there, there's a lot of shit that goes into this and, and none of us get rich off of this. It's all like trying to build an experience, you know, you know, and it couldn't happen without you guys. And you guys have stepped up to the plate like nobody else. No other fucking show. Doesn't matter if they double us in fucking downloads. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast listeners are the people who keep this shit alive. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, yeah, I thank you, too. And like he was saying yeah. about Chris, man, there's a lot of money involved. And <clears throat> there, another surprise, Ian, I didn't tell you. Okay. Um, Chris is a very busy guy, as we know trying to yes. get this all together i mean the guy has time for nothing right so now he needs even extra money because he's got to hire somebody because of uh my conditions what yes. i want what i want when i'm there um but i want no red skittles in a big ass bowl no red skittles uh. that takes too long so Chris got to pay somebody to do that. So we need for you guys to donate. No Red Skittles. We believe in this event. We're very proud to be, uh, you know, the biggest pod. Well, we're not the biggest, like, down. Oh, we're the guys. biggest as far as, like, fan base. You fucking ain't right. And even uh, I was listening to the latest episode of. Uh, Fanatical, not biggest. Fanatical. Right. I think that uh, means more than bigger. Yeah, yeah, that's even better. But I was, I was listening to the latest episode of Decibel Geek, and uh, and Sinzak finally announced that that we are part of it because I, I didn't I, I didn't buy our table for a while because I needed money. <laughs> I've been working a lot of overtime, and I came out of pocket to reserve our table. And and when he announced this, even Aaron Camaro said he goes, "Ooh, I just heard some ticket sales there," <laughs> because you guys you guys are showing up, and I mean, and we do have great listeners. That are making the trip, like Scott Stein, who's been to every one. Yep. You know, and, and, and there's a lot more bushy, of you that are showing we're gonna up. We're going to have TikTok, man. Oh, yeah. And, and I can't stress enough, anybody who makes it to this event, uh, you are going to get your money's worth because every minute that we're not, like, recording or doing something at the event, we are going to be spending with you, the listeners. We are going to Fuck, we might even you. record you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna party with and, and ask anybody who's who's gone to the first two. They will tell you we spend every waking minute with you guys because we appreciate so much that you guys would fucking travel to fucking you know to hang out and and yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of perks to going to this thing. I mean, it's it's amazing. But another one is you get to hang out with us and we will give you all of our fucking time and we will hang out with you. We will party with you. You are welcome in our hotel room. All this shit. Ask anybody who's, who's gone to any of these. They will tell you. We give you all the fucking time you want. We hang out and party. You know, you know. You bring your mother. We're gonna fuck her. You know, be forewarned. You know, shit. Yes. Bring your bring your brother. We'll probably fuck him too. Be forewarned. You know, that's just how we roll. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's I'm gonna, gonna roll be a good my time. balls and, across his forehead. Exactly. Anybody who shows up, you will not be let down. We are going to give you the weekend of your fucking life, and and, and you're going to enjoy it. If you like listening to this show and, and you like us, just imagine hanging out with us, getting drunk and doing street drugs, and yeah. then times it by fucking ten. And, that, uh, and that's the experience you're going to get if you hang out with us in Nashville. And by the way, um, bring street drugs. We are flying in. And yeah, we're, and and we're celebrities and shit. So it looks even worse when we get caught. 
Yeah. So and if you it, get caught, hey, hey, we'll give you a kick-ass shout-out. We'll call, we'll have you pimp of the week. Yes, he would definitely be pimp of the week. But uh, but please donate. It it really does help, and uh, it well, goes tell, to a tell good him cause. The, tell him the prices here. Okay. Well, it, it's the same it's always been. But to remind uh, him. Uh, uh, for, forty to pick an episode. You know, uh, sixty if you want to pick an episode and be a guest on the show. And a hundred if you want to pick be, an episode, yeah. be a guest, and you want to pick something like you know we don't want to talk about. You know, like like a Sammy Hagar record or something like so fucking like out of the mark. Like you you know you're being a dick by picking this album. We'll still do it, but that's a hundred bucks. But I like to keep everything reasonable. So no matter what your budget is, you know there's something you can afford. And even if you can't afford one of those. Any donations will be accepted and be appreciated. I mean, if you, if you got five bucks to spare, dude, we will thank you. We will talk yeah, about we'll, you. We'll we'll appreciate yeah. It. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Anything is appreciated and everything helps. But we try to keep it. I'm a working cop. I'm a working class guy. Ralph's a working class guy. We understand money doesn't grow in fucking trees, and we appreciate any donation. You know, some podcasts. That, that have done fundraising shit, man. They they set like it's like a hundred dollars to even talk to them. Fuck that shit, dude. I know what it's like to have to pay the fucking electric bill, the phone bill, you know, all this other fucking shit. Eat. We're not trying to rip anybody off. We are trying to raise money, but we we want we want to give you your money's worth, and we want to make it to where everybody can feel part of it and feel good about donating. And we appreciate and love you all. So thank you for your help. And your support already has been fucking amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and what other podcast is going to say, hey, if you pay us $100, we'll let you be a cocksucking prick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, I also want to throw out that uh, Vieira Vault, my other podcast, is doing the yes. same thing. Well, what I'm doing is a bit different. It's just one, it, uh, there's no different prices. I'm only going to charge 40 bucks. Come on my show. We'll talk about whatever the fuck you want, be it a band, be it a movie, be it a whatever it is. But, you know, you have to have something that I have, you know, I got to be in common with or else you'll just be talking alone. Not that there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, if you want me to, like, you know, chime in, 40 bucks, Vieira Vault, um, and you, just like the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, you write the name when you donate, you put the name of the podcast you're paying for and tell me what you want. What you yes. want to talk? And I will do it this week. I got a very flexible yeah. week, except for July Fourth, which maybe this will air by then. When you do donate, there's a comment section on the GoFundMe page. Make sure you list who you're donating for. I mean, you you can write like a dirty limerick if you want. You can write whatever, as long as you list who you're donating for. But like I said, as, as of now, uh, it, everybody's for us except for one for Ken Mills. And God damn it. God bless you, or I should say Dave bless you, Ken Mills, uh, for putting this out there, and it's awesome. He had a fan who donated $50, you know, and that's awesome. That is awesome. You, you know, glad, glad to see other shows step up, uh, you know, and do this, And uh, but there's there's no listeners out there. There's no fan base like the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. You guys are fucking the best, and stick around later in this episode, because I'm going to go more in depth on that. All right, but, uh, well, let's get into the really, really funny stuff. Uh, yes. 
I think it's uh, to set this up. Ian was here. I think this was the first night you were here. Did you, well, didn't you fly in on a Thursday? I, I think so. This was the night before Judas Priest, I believe. Yes, you, you. It was the night that Ian flew in, and I was doing my radio show, and you know we were getting all a little happy there, and then uh, yeah, and we started talking in the chat room, and then there was a couple of uh, familiar people from past episodes were there. So I gave him a call, and we talked to Bushyman. We talked to Mark Alden Taylor and uh, Lee Gershman, as Mark calls him, Gershman. Um, <laughs> but uh, here's here. Uh, so here it is. Uh, but here's another thing. We had for those that don't know Kevin, the Lord Warhaft, you're missing out because uh, he's never been on one. We 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 talked to him too that night. And Terrence, our original co-host. Yes. And I can't find those two clips. All I found was the Lee, Mark, and now Bushy. So check it out. Uh, I think this is fucking gold. This is also going to be on our podcast. I'm going to edit this in. So get get ready to be insulted. <laughs> I love you, Bushy. Your daughter 18 yet? Oh, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, five more, five more I years. How to shoot. Gotta watch out. Hey, that's Bushy. We're on the air. Say hi to everybody at that metal station. Hey, what is up, guys? I know, I know it doesn't sound like Bushy because there's good music playing. Oh. Ouch. Damn. I'm just kidding. I love your show, bro. Tell somebody out there, man. Fuck it. Tell everybody when your show's on. Uh, right now, it's every other Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Why? Why are you taking a week off? I, no, I had to switch to every other week because fuck a work, man, and I'm working that vampire schedule like you. I'm overnight. Oh, so they, they switch your days around? No, I, I moved to North Carolina on the job I got. Oh. You know, I had to go back to entry-level position, so I'm fucking overnights again. Damn, bro. Hey, move to Florida in five years. Why that? Because your daughter will be 18 by then. Oh! Ow, oh, yeah. I told her how to shoot. <laughs> how you like in uh, North Carolina, man? Dude, I'm loving it. It's uh, it's small as shit. Um, there's only like six or 700 people in the town I live in. I got to drive 40, 40 minutes off the mountain to get to my goddamn job. Oh, shit. Are you, you know, living... Are you living near the mountain man now? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you hang out with yeah, him now? We're, we're, yeah, yeah, I get to hang out with him, and uh, we record in the same room. Party Rock Central Studios has moved to the mountains of North Carolina, and we're able to do the podcast there as well. Tell, plug your podcast here on the Dr. Fuck Show. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's uh, The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Um, currently working on an episode. It's been a little slack lately, but uh, yeah, you can find us on Podbean and iTunes. All right. Hey, uh, Bushy, do you work Sunday? I work this Sunday, yeah. Oh, bummer, because we, we're going to do uh, uh, the Poison album, uh, the second oh, one. Yeah. We, we wanted you on it. Yeah, that would have been fun, too. Yeah, I'll be asleep all day, and I'll leave the house on quarter to sleep. <coughs> all right, cool, dude. Anyway, um, what else is going on, bro? Just uh, lather our ass. Tell us how much well, we influenced you to start a podcast and... Uh, how awesome I am and how almost as awesome Ian is. 
Yeah, yeah. Or, why, why should I lather your asses anymore? You just took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, you guys know what the deal is. I mean, the combat EP started me doing record reviews. Y'all yeah. had me guest on your uh, show doing the Ozzy Osbourne, Mark of the Moon album, man, and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, that was one of our worst episodes. Yeah, that fucking sucked. Yeah. We gotta I gotta redo- give you credit. I mean, your Jewish priest, uh, I forget which album it was you reviewed, gave me my name. So big thanks for, you know, saying that I was a fag and like dick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> a big veiny cock. What, yeah, ep- what yeah. episode was that? It was a Judas Priest episode. You guys were going off about being, being gay. And then you, you had to say, wait a second, no, because we like Nate. You know, maybe he's not gay, but maybe he can find a guy that likes Big Harry Bush. And Ian just lost and started laughing hysterically and said, you know, I never thought about it, but you do have a big bushy pussy face. Thus, <laughs> <laughs> the name was born. <laughs> so go back and listen to that episode, whatever. Just look, listen to all the Judas Priest episodes. They're great, except for Point of Entry. Because that one sucked. Yeah. It might yeah, be. I don't know if that was the one or not. I don't remember which album you were No, doing. it wasn't Point of Entry. Back then, we didn't know you. <coughs> oh, gotcha. Point of entry is what I call uh, Bushy's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all hadn't come in contact with greatness yet. So, Bushy. What's up? What's up, bro? Not much, man. Like I said, I'm watching this heavy metal documentary. I'm drinking a beer. I got to stay up till at least 7 or 8 in the morning. I got to work tomorrow night. All right, man. I guess we'll let you go then. I'm just glad you're safe because I just saw... Uh, Tornadoes went through uh, North Carolina the other day. Took out a whole fucking uh, trailer park. They estimated damages at twenty dollars. You know, it's, twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty that's rough. That's rough. It must, it must have been a big one. <laughs> yeah, we don't get tornadoes up in the mountains. We do get some wind, but we don't get tornadoes. I bet you get meth though, right? If I wanted to find that, it is readily available. That's a damn fact. Well, keep keep lady away from that. I don't want to marry no meth head. No, she uh, she wanted to move to get away from all the drugs and shit. So we haven't told her about all that stuff that's around. All right, lady rules. I, I'm not gonna marry her. I'm not gonna mess with her, bro. Why do you think that? Oh, I I know that. I know that. All right, cool, dude. Well, anyway, I know she loves me though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You made her day. I, you know, I, I every time that the video shows up in my Facebook memories, I make sure I share it. Of you leaving that uh, voice message for her for, I think it was her ninth birthday, and she was just in such tears and crying and so happy. I was the best dad ever. You made me the best dad ever. Let me say that to the listeners there at MetalFaith.com. <laughs> Dr. Fuck made me the best dad ever because a big rock star called her for her birthday and left a message for her, and maybe she got to talk to him on the phone personally, and she totally fangirled out. I love sharing that shit. Hell yeah, I felt like Justin Bieber that day, bro. A big rock star called her? Well, yeah, you know, I know. I mean, who the yeah, fuck yeah, was Ralph, the big rock star? Ralph called her too, damn it. You know, <laughs> shit. Who's the big rock star other than me? Well, that, that's the thing, you know, to her, you're a big rock star. That's right. Actually, I really am. It's that Ian's jealous. Yeah. But, so, so we got to keep that on a down low. Don't, don't, hey, edit that part out so you don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last question before I go. Bushy, as an outsider, what is your opinion on the human race? <laughs> on a human race, as an outsider, as an outsider, they're fucking amazing, a little weird in the bedroom, 
Back in the day, you didn't used to eat ass. That would all eat ass. That's right. Hell yeah, I like to have my ass licked. I'm right there with you. So you can rest assured that your daughter will not be licking my ass. <laughs> Lock her yeah, up. Lock her up. You, yeah, but but Bushy, I hate to tell you this, but when she turns 18, I'm sure there will be guys that are Oscar to do that. What are your thoughts on that? No. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have a concealed carry permit well before she's 18. Get her, get her some fucked up braces so that, you know, in case she does it, then, you know, she, she cuts them. I'm hoping she becomes a lesbian, to be honest with you. I'm like, be a lesbian or be a nun? Well, dude, if, if you know if she becomes a lesbian, I'm hitting her girlfriend in five years. <laughs> That's okay. Get the girlfriend all you want. That's right. You know, hey, look, look, I can't promise that part. <laughs> well, Bushy, I love you, brother. And I, and I got to say, I always have to say this to you. Uh, I really feel so honored that you drove all those hours to see my band. I am very honored how you support my band. And uh, I just fucking love the fuck out of you, bro. Hey, man, no problem. It was well worth the drive. You know, I could have gone to New York City any time between 1987 and that March of 2017 I had a lot of good reasons I could have gone but Thrash and I was the best reason to go to New York City so I'm proud and honored to be able to go and support you and see you fucking go crazy on stage hell yeah dude thank you so much dude and Bushy oh, uh, problem, I look forward to seeing you in Nashville bro oh yeah we'll see you both man that's right and uh, the end of this conversation will be edited out of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast cause it was just too gay I'll just leave the saucy parts in. Right on, bro. All right, Bushy. So uh, we're going to play this next song for you. This is some Motorhead, which you... No, no, actually, it's Coney Hatch, which you can uh, hear songs like this on the Bushy Flower Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take care, brother. Yeah. All right, man. You be good. All right, bro. Later. All right, so now this is an all-star studded um, uh, show with uh, a bunch of people that we inspired to do shitty podcasts. Tell us who got who's on the phone with us now. Hey, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Mark. Alden Taylor. Come on, dude, you're about to plug your podcast, so you better be you better be a little bit animated, and you know I want to hear friggin'. Yeah. Uh, Freaking Mark Alden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast. And who's your co-host, Mark? Lee Gershman, man. Lee Gershman? Yeah. All right. You think he's awake now? He probably is. I text him about this time, and he always texts me back. All right. I'm going to have... He's going to be the next... On the next air break, we're going to get Lee. Well, Ian, you got anything to say to Mark? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How you been? Oh, not too bad. Man, you sound pretty good for... Uh, being on an Obama phone. <laughs> I can't believe Trump hasn't taken it away from you yet. Nah, I'm done with politics, man. I'm tired of that shit now. <clears throat> I'm just like not talking about it anymore. <laughs> You're a socialist now, right? Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So, uh, Mark, what, what, what? Uh, name some records you listen to today. Records. I was listening to Black Star Riders, uh, Heavy Fire. Well, that's good. Uh, I was also listening to um, 
fucking uh, like some crocus. No. Oh. And some fucking uh, Saxon uh, Crusader. What the fuck, dude? Why, why, why just good stuff today? Because it came on shuffle, and then I said, "Fuck, I want to hear the whole thing." <laughs> uh, no Bullet Boys. Nah, not today. Come on, Ian. Hey, I like Bullet Boys. Yeah, I know you suck like Mark. Okay, bye. <laughs> I love the Bullet Boys, man. Fucking that Mark Torine, man. That guy can play lead guitar like a motherfucker. I saw him at concert last Re- year. Really? I thought he was a singer. Oh, he's a singer, but he kicked the lead guitarist out. Now he plays lead and sings. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You know what? I I, I really don't care. <laughs> so what's uh what's the next uh, uh what's the next episode on Freeform? Fuck! It's a uh, Redbone. It's Lee's pick. Redbone. Yeah, some group Ooh. named Redbone. Isn't that like some blues player? No. Uh, isn't that the Come and Get Your Love band? I have no idea. <laughs> uh. I think it is. He, he's playing some obscure albums lately, but they're pretty good. They're getting, we're getting, people are liking them, so. All right. So, Mark, uh, fuck, man. Um, trying to find something to insult you with, but you're, you're too nice, dude. You've, you've changed a lot. I got I to gotta just say that. I, I used to really hate this guy. And now I really like you. Well, I was a freaking asshole. You should have hated me. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of miss hating you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I used to hate him too. Now I just mildly hate him. You know. <laughs> Definitely getting better. Are you still? Are you oh, still? He, he hates me because I like I like Trump. <laughs> and Sammy Hagar. Oh, and that's why. Yeah. Now I remember. Now I should hate you again. <laughs> so, so Mark, are you still making corn dogs? And you're still driving all that way? Yep. You still live in the same location? Yep. How far is it again? How many, uh, how long does it take you to get to work? Like an hour, an hour and a half. Every single day. I mean, five days a week, right? Yep. God, they must pay you well to make corn dogs in Walt Disney Land. I make almost 18. Huh? I almost make $18 an hour. Hmm. Isn't it expensive living in California? Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking they keep raising this shit up, fucking Democrat assholes. And uh, do you do you live with your fiance girlfriend? No, uh, I have my house and I have uh, like renters, and then we're gonna sell this house and we're getting a house closer to work. <laughs> so when's well, we thirty miles to work? <laughs> I think he told us that story like last year. Yeah, well, we don't get married till June. Dude, why are you getting married, bro? Didn't you learn your lesson the first time? Yeah, I was an idiot the first two times. This time I freaking waited and freaking uh, vetted her better. <laughs> How long have you known this girl? Almost two years. That's not long enough, Mark. <laughs> Mark, it needs to be five years minimum. Shit, when you find a woman who loves Rush as her favorite band, you got to take her. You know women love Rush. <laughs> well, you got a point there. I was talking about the top of your head. Well, that, that should be a good sign that she has a penis. It don't matter. You're in California, bro. That shit's cool over there. <laughs> fucking everything is fucking cool in California for some reason. Yeah, like the Democrats. Oh, God. It's like major freaking super majority. Fucking hate that they can pass taxes whenever they want. It fucking sucks. Are you are you happy that uh, Sammy Hagar's still not in Van Hagar? Yeah, I like the circle, man. Did you like that new song? What was the, what was the title of that new tune? 
Uh, freaking. Uh, I wish I was in Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was freaking uh, Trust Fund Baby. Trust Fund Baby. <laughs> I mean, only Sammy Hager can write a song called Trust Fund Baby. It almost makes you long for the days of Dick in the Dirt, you know? <laughs> I like Dick in the Dirt. <laughs> yeah, so's your lady. You like a dick in your ass? That's the dirty, like the dirt, dick in the dirt. Oh shit! Homie, don't play butt dart. Homie, don't play butt dart. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Mark, you actually made me laugh for real, legit. <laughs> That's a good one, but homie, don't play butt dart. Uh, Mark, I'm gonna edit that part out and steal that from you. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say, homie, don't play butt dart, and I came up with that myself. Well, I Mark. That from some guy years ago, anyway. So. <laughs> I hear you. Well, thank you for being part of the Doctor Fuck Show. This is the closest you ever get to be on a radio show. <laughs> and uh, hey, if you ever want me back on your show, uh, the answer is no. Oh, okay. I'm kidding, bro. I'll come back on your show. Wait, All right, but cool. you're, you're and when we do a shitty Van Hagar album, you know we're gonna have you back. One of our best episodes, wouldn't you agree, Ian? Well, yeah. I would I would say that Mark was part of our greatest episode ever that nobody Oh heard. yeah, the one we lost. The OU812. That was in my opinion that one everybody talks about the fucking Motley Crue episode, but if they would have heard that OU812, uh man, that shit was legendary, but the three of us will always know about it, you know, and and maybe that's uh that's cool just into itself, man. No, that sucks, Ian. It's yeah, gone it forever. Yeah. Ian's drunk. Yeah, I, I'm a little buzzed too. What are you drinking? I was drinking uh, some Jim Beam. Ooh, uh, straight or with a chaser? Straight. Wow, dude, really? Life is that depressing, huh? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Your old lady texted me. She told me she was having some Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, but that ain't no drink. That oh, was, oh, that oh, was it's three. It was oh, three, okay. three dudes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought it was like Zima. I don't know. In, in about two hours, uh, Mark, you can see it on Pornhub. Okay. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. Cancel my subscription. <laughs> Thank you for being here, and uh, we'll talk soon, dude. And uh, right, save my number, and I'll save yours. All right, you guys kick ass. But man. whatever you do, don't call me. Okay. Mark, 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 do you have a request that you want to hear? Yeah, yeah, we'll play a song for you. What is it? Fucking uh, play some Motley Crue with John Karabi. Oh, wow, you actually asked for something good. All right, what what song? Do you, would you pick a song from it? Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack, wow. wow. That's, that's what I was, th- I almost requested that earlier. Yeah, that's like probably my second favorite song off there, if I think about it. Because uh, every time I hear it, it reminds me of your Uncle Jack, who molested children. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we go. And this uh, this this song rules is heavy, and it's my favorite Motley Crue album. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. You actually you actually kick ass tonight. Congrats. Yeah, and, and in your Thanks, uncle's man. in your uncle's defense, that kid did look twelve. You know, so. <laughs> but it's a small world after all. You know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you see the small world after all from the Corn Dog Shack? Uh, no, I'm in the sec- I'm in the I'm in the bad stepchild part. Oh, okay. All right. Everybody well, wants to go to Star Wars Land in the other part. There's a Star Wars Land over there? Yeah, it opens May 31st. It's going to be a shit show. Wow. That's awesome. 
All right, Mark. Well, thank you very much. And we're going to see if we can get Lee next on, on the air on this all-star episode of uh, people that, you know, try to leech off our podcast. When are we, <laughs> we going to get some all-stars on here? Um, well, they're, they're all-stars when it comes to their local glory holes. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> All right, Mark. Take care, brother. Right, here care. we are. Fucking this song rules. Turn it up. It's Dr. Fuck here with Ian, and we're calling a bunch of people and getting them on the air. And uh, we just talked to Mark Alden Taylor, and who else was it? Who was it? Bushy. Bushy. So how's everybody doing? We got more people here, but I can't see fucking names on this shit. I don't know why. We got, uh... That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I blame Scott for this. Hello? Who's this? Oh, this is Lee. Can you say the last name? Gertzman. Lee Gertzman. How you doing, Lee? You're on the air on the Dr. Funk Show, and, uh... You're on oh. the... You're on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Didn't we ban you? Well... <laughs> hey, you know who's here? Ian. Hey, I'm, I'm glad that Ian's there. One of these days, Ian, you have to be a, a guest on my show, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, well, I, I'm, no, I'm not doing too goodly, but I'm not doing that bad. You know, come on. Oh, fuck. Well, I'll, I'll just have to pretend that I'm you and then imitate your voice. And hope you don't sue me for for a beer that's better than Rolling Rock. <laughs> hey, I'm drinking Rolling Rock right now, you son of a bitch. Hey, well, no, I like Rolling Rock, but I, I want to keep them. I, I'd rather give you Miller beer, if that's okay. But no, I, I don't have no money to give you beer. I'll be quiet. So, so Lee, do you, do you feel vindicated by the Mueller report? And uh, that they said you weren't involved in any collusion? Uh, no, because I knew I was. No, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, is, yeah. it, is it true you have web toes? Well, I, I was in the shower um, a while ago, but I only wash my backside so I think my toes stayed clean but my heels are wet ah Lee do you still masturbate while laying on your stomach um actually ever since I had my prostate removed I, I don't have the, the desire to feel anything anymore down there but I, I and, and, and since I have flab on my stomach it's hard down like that I'm like a, a walrus on a rock but but it but, but if I start doing that again and I will uh, in respect to you yeah I that is how I do it well I mean have you ever done it that way no nope. and why not why not because when I'm on my stomach I can't reach it uh because I'm laying down oh. Unless I put my well, hand down there, but there's no space to, like, you know, go up and down. Well, well, just fucking 
telling me while you're laying on your stomach your hand is actually down there helping you i thought you just like rubbed your schlong on, on the bed no that, that, that doesn't work yeah oh well i don't know because you're insane i figure you did it that way well no i mean it, it makes me think that that if you um ma- masturbate by by being on your back and, and then you don't use anything, then how do you masturbate? You know, it, it doesn't make sense. You got anything to add? Uh, Lee, now that you've had your prostate removed, what excuse do you use to have doctors stick their fingers up your ass? Well, I wish they they did that. The only The only fucking problem is that they put a catheter up my wee-wee, and, and then that, if, if you can imagine, like, putting a, like a, a human being up a wee-wee, like a head, like, like, like backwards um, birth, you know, we're putting the baby back in, but we're putting it through the hole in your dick, it, it, was, it was pretty painful. Well, Lee, what would you say is more painful, having a catheter stuck up your piss slit or uh, your keyboard playing? Ah, shit. You'd have to answer that one. Hmm. I, 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 I'd say, I'd say, um, it's more painful not playing keyboard for you. You make me cry. <laughs> I spit on your non-phony haircut. <laughs> All right. Hey, Lee, you, you're no longer in California, I hear. Yeah, I'm in New York. I'm, oh. closer to you, I'm closer to you now. It will only take me about a week to walk to your house instead of a month. Start walking, bro, because in a week I'll be out of here, and by the time you get here, I won't be here. Well, thank you for telling me ahead of time so when I get there, I won't be disappointed because I'll know you're gone. <laughs> All right, you're going to start walking tomorrow? Um, uh, um, let's just hurry this up so I can start walking tonight. <laughs> uh, what What is your living conditions over there? Are you staying with your sister or something? Well, I was, and now I have my own place. What? You got a job? No. But I got a place. Well, how can you afford a place if you ain't got a job? Well, um, I'm not the one paying for it. Who is? Well, well the, the taxpayers. person who's paying for it is paying for it. Who? The person who's paying for it is paying for it. Oh, you don't want to tell us, huh? I don't want to tell you it's my sister. <laughs> I didn't say that. What? You- why Why did your sister get you a place when you were living with her? Are you that unbearable well, to live with, Lee? Um, I, 
Uh, something tells me the answer is yes. Something is right. Well, no, not really, but I mean, yeah, but no, I, I'll put it to you like this. I'm more bearable to live with when I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's around. Well, I'm, is it well I'm more bearable for them when I'm by myself, so that means they are around, only they're at their own place. Is it true your sister asked you to leave because you dragged your ass across the carpet? Uh, that wasn't why. Ah. That had to do with your uh, prostate? That, um, well, dragging that across the carpet, maybe. Is it because of the worms? Uh, the worms were a different issue. The worms are in my brain and they started to leak out. So, uh, what's it like doing a, a podcast with uh, Mark Allen Taylor and having to do all the heavy lifting? Is that, is that tough? Well, um, you never heard the podcast, so you wouldn't know how No, hard. I only listen to good podcasts. I'm sorry, I've never heard it. but uh... Hey, you could always just listen to it and listen to me only. Like I said, I only but listen to good podcasts, but thanks for oh, playing. Fuck. Ah, in other words, uh, there's no good part. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'll i have to just message you on the phone and just give you um, random, um, like, review clips of, of shit. And then you'll probably delete them and give them the treatment they deserve. Well, no, they... You guys are always making me sound as smart as I really am not. Thanks for playing, Lee. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> Lee, you want you want us to play a song for you? you? You want to pick a song? Um, why not pick, um, has anyone picked? All right, and we just played something from that album, but fuck it, we'll do it again. Oh, oh no, 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 no. In, in that case, why not? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. What's, what's, do, do you want to hear I'm uh, in You by Peter Frampton? Is that what you're trying to say? No. Okay. Um, how about, oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. What was the other big group other than Judas Priest at that time? Uh, L.A. Guns? Um, um, I don't remember the name of the song. How about instead? Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, how about Make It Death, Wake Up Dead? All right, Wake Up Dead's coming up. All right, hey, Lee, thanks for coming, man. All right, and, this... and, I'll, and, and, and I'm still dripping, but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be done by the time we hang up. Dripping? Well, well you said come. And, well, I shouldn't have mentioned that. You're making me harder. I know I mean it's harder to talk to you. No, never mind. Well, well, Lee, Lee, we want to thank you. And, you know, your, your prostate may be gone, but you'll always be an asshole to me. Hey, you know, I appreciate that because my asshole right now is working better than my prostate. So 
Hey. Oh, oh! Next now way. we know how you pay for that apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, now you do. But, but, uh, I didn't mention the 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 payee. Well, Lee, I got a lot. One last question before we let you go. Uh, now that you don't have the prostate, is anal sex less painful? Um, yes, because, um, this is weird, but once the prostate is gone, that was the thing blocking the poo and the pee, and so now when, when you go poo, sometimes you go pee too, and so this way, it's, it's, it's like when, when they shove it in, I have, uh, the, the pee comes out instead of staying in, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you piss when uh, somebody bangs you in the ass. Uh, that, that's, that's the more polite way to put it, yeah. <laughs> is, is it true when you fart now? It just goes... <laughs> yes, the pee comes out when I fart. <laughs> Damn, so I man. I have to make sure to fart in private, so then that way the pee goes on my floor and not the, not the library. Was that part of the reason to let you go from cleaning up all the pee around the house? What? <laughs> exactly. Thanks for answering. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't clean. I mean, I wipe, but I don't clean. Thank you for playing, Lee. All right. So here's Lee's uh, request. Thanks for coming, Lee. This is Peter Frantum with I'm in You. No! <laughs> oh. Thank you, you two. You hear it? <laughs> um, um, you, 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 you little journey escape lover, you're getting me more pissed off by the minute now. But a piss and a fart at the same time. Now when I'm pissed off, I'm also pooped off. Thank you so much. We're also going to send this out to your proctologist. I mean, uh, 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 <laughs> okay, that makes uh, that kind of makes it better. Uh, Lee, Lee, it just dawned on me you're banned on our show, so I gotta, I, I gotta kick you out, kick you the fuck out of here. Uh, oh, that that sounds weird. Um, that'll make the pee go out and the fart, but that'll work. You, you'll be like my real doctor. All right, Lee. Thanks for coming, bro. We're going to get back on the Okay. Thanks for doing this, dude. Try to be still dumb. Try try to forest or try and act dumb for me. I will. Just for you. Okay. And have me back on your show. All right. As soon as I find the subject, I will. All right, buddy. You have a good night, Lee. Later, buddy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You're in me. <laughs> Perfect. Cause you give me the
there you go. The wacky bushy, <laughs> the fucking uh, Mark, and the crescendo, Lee Gershman. <laughs> oh, those guys. I can't believe Lee got on our show, man. Isn't he banned? <laughs> yeah, but, it, it, you know, uh, we were feeling generous that night. The power of vodka. Somehow yes. it, it affects <laughs> vodka. Our, our podcast opened the door to vodka. Oh, you're, you're banned and you got yeah. vodka? Come yeah. on in. Yeah. Yeah, probably some other things, too, but we ain't going to talk about that. Well, he talked <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'm in you. <laughs> You're in me. <laughs> That's all to his proctologist. <laughs> all right, so let's do it. Ian, what album, I mean, what year did this album come out? Overkill, I Hear Black. Oh, well, first of all, I want to thank Chris Daniel, and we'll get to him later in the episode, but he picked this one out. This was 1993. 93. Yes, with Overkill. And uh, wow, what a, what a, uh, a crazy era. Not only for metal, but uh, uh, thrash metal in particular. Because, you know, thrash metal was on the rise. And then uh, here comes fucking Metallica with the Black Album and pulls the fucking rug out from everybody. Like, oh, we're not thrash anymore. You know, we're hipster bullshit. You know, so it was a hard time because not, not only were cock rock bands suffering uh, from the rise of grunge, but, you know, thrash metal bands as well and adapting to the the changing times. And uh, this this album, I think, is a perfect example of that, you know, of a band trying to stay vibrant and uh, and relevant, you know, in, in, a, in a weird time in metal. Yeah, um, and, and they weren't the only ones. I mean, there was so many. Testament did the ritual, like everybody followed suit. It was kind of like Metallica was ahead of its time. Like everything they did, everybody followed. But you know what, man? You can't say this album, even though it is different. You can't say it's following the the, the Metallica pattern, like you know what the ritual uh, was. This one's a little more throwback to Sabbath. Well, I, I'll get into it as we talk about the album. I, I, I think there there's definitely two bands that I feel did influence this album. Uh, but I, I mentioned I, one. The, 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 the acronym is COC. Uh, but I, I don't see this as a sellout album. I just think of like trying to branch out into something else. Definitely not a sellout album, in my opinion. No, it's not. In the I mean, uh, Overkill is just not capable of it. But Ian... Before we go into the story, I have to tell, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned him before, but I have to mention this guy. His name was Al. I think I've told you about him. Old man Al. I love that guy. Yeah, he passed away, ooh, it's been like maybe 11 years now. Uh, first time I ever met Al, I went into a record store, and he walks in. He looked like Santa Claus. He's an old guy, big white beard, big belly. And he walks in and he's like, uh, <clears throat> and he tells the guy from behind the counter, oh, you know who I just talked to on the phone? Blitz from Overkill. Nice. He talked like that. And I just turned my head. I was like, what? And I go, look at this old dude. And I see him talking to Overkill and just feel like this. This is around the time Horoscope came out. This is when All I right. met Al, 1990, I guess. So I got to chit chat with him. You know, I went, oh, yeah, I love Overkill. And we got to talking metal and this and that. And I was a big bootlegger at the time. I, a lot of, I bootlegged a lot of uh, shows, so I would sell it. I, you know, I made money back then, plus my little shitty job. And um, so 
I, I told him about my video thing. We exchanged numbers. He started buying bootleg videos from me. Now, every time he would buy bootleg videos from me, I'd go take it personally to his house. I got a delivery boy. And I'd go into his... He lived in an apartment that was like a dungeon, dude. It was like all dark. But if you go into the kitchen, there's a picture of David Vincent from Orbit Angel and Richie Blackmore right next to him, you know? Wow. And, and he had this thing of uh, Be- um, uh, Beethoven. He liked classical. You know, he had the original pressing of Sgt. Pepper. He was showing me all this shit. And, but he... His favorite band was Overkill now. And what's funny was he he said, I went to go see Led Zeppelin in 1977. And he went with some date and it didn't work out. And he said he gave up on music altogether. And you'll never believe what band got him back into music. And it's not even a band I'd even associate him with. Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> wow. Like from 77 to 87. That was a good 10 years. He just didn't give a fuck about music. So... He bought Appetite for Destruction, and that got him into metal. And then he got super into black metal, death metal, but he also loved Overkill. He had a he had a sincere hatred for Metallica because of the black album. He liked everything before. You know, he's, you know, he's an opinionated guy. But I loved him, and I miss him so much. But anyway, this is how it coincides with this album, you know, because when this album came out, I was very disappointed. This is not really? Yeah, oh, this is not over. <coughs> this is not over. And I was like, oh. and he loves Oka. And Blitz knew him because uh, they met at, uh, you know, he has his number. And they met at some show that I wasn't, maybe it was a horoscope show. So then the I Hear Black show comes down here, and I'm there with Al. And Blitz comes out of the bus, and that's the first thing he says, hey, Al! You know, that voice is. Right. Because, you know, him and Al just kept in touch they were buddies you know and I'm standing there and, and Blitz goes so Al what do you think of the new album and Al puffed a pipe and he's puffing his pipe and goes oh it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's terrible <laughs> Blitz is like what, what, do you, what don't you like about it he's like it's not overkill where's overkill He's like, well, you know, we're trying to change you. Don't change. You're fine as you were. Horoscope is one of the greatest albums ever. Stay like that. He's like (laughs) instructing him, you know. But, you know, Blitz is such a cool guy. And plus, I mean, you look at Al and the way he talks to you, you don't really get insulted. You're like, dude, this dude loves metal. (laughs) This dude's into horoscope, you know. (laughs) So, uh, and, you know, there were a couple other times. Then, you know, oh, yeah, a WFO. Oh, uh, Overkill's back. (laughs) <laughs> he loved WFO. He was like, oh, okay, this is my overkill. But anyway, I, which will go to the, I, I got to tell this brief story. I saw the WFO tour with Al, uh, and it was on top of a PetSmart. <laughs> and check this place out. It had no windows and no ventilation. It was, and this is South Florida we're talking about. It got so hot in there, I actually passed out. I don't even remember this. I passed out in the bathroom. Some guy woke me up. I had the biggest, like next time I'll, I'll, I'll show you, like on my elbow, I had a piece of meat hanging out. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, you know, and I got napped and I did the best I could to, you know, stop it. And Overkill comes out. And there's no stage, by the way. <laughs> it's just like an upstairs flat room. <laughs> they come out and I say they played about maybe five songs and they were like, fuck this and left because they couldn't take it anymore. And I... 
was happy they said fuck this. And I was like, <laughs> but man, my, my arm was all fucked up to this day. I have uh, the scar to prove it. And uh, that's it. So that's all the overkill shit I want to talk about. This album, I'll talk about it as we go along. I've been an overkill fan uh, since fucking Feel the Fire. Even as different as this album is, and it's not overkill, as old man Al would say, but it is fucking metal. And I love this album. And it's not a sellout album. It's not a sign of the times. It's just a vibe of the times. Because everybody was changing their sound. But most were changing their sound to a certain sound where they went more to, you know what, let's make this Sabbathy and dark. So there you go. All right. Well, uh, my experience with this album, when it came out, uh, I was still not an Overkill fan. I had heard, like, Hello from the Gutter and probably. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, elimination. And and man, I just couldn't get into this band because of Blitz's vocals. You know, I would laugh when they came out, much like I'd laugh at fucking Paul the Mountain King by Sabotage. Like, ah, oh, nah, man. What a fucking joke. Um, and I said before, I didn't get into Overkill until the Cover Kill album came out, and I ordered it off of BMG and probably never paid for it. Um, but I do remember in the late 90s, I was working with this guy, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. I called him Leprechaun because he was a, a short little Mick bastard. And, uh, but he, he was a co-worker who was into metal, and he gave me all kinds of different like CDs to listen to. Uh, you know, stuff that I wasn't familiar with, you know, because, I mean, there's so much stuff like, yeah, I know all this. I was like, well, give me some shit I don't know. And he gave me like a weird, you know, mix of that. I mean, shit from like, you know, Overkill to Skinny Puppy to all kinds of weird shit, you know. And I, I remember listening to this album and it just, it didn't connect with me. Uh, at this time, I was totally, you know, everything was Pantera. You know, the 90s to me was Pantera, you know, and some typo negative And other than that, you know, I'm, I'm talking bands, you know, of the 90s. Because, I, you know, also, you know, I kept listening to the old shit. Um... But it, it, it didn't hit me at first, you know. But then when I when I got into Cover Kill, and I was like, you know, I need to go check this band out. This guy's voice doesn't bother me like it used to. Uh, man, and, and then I really got into him, and I went back to this. I was like, wow. Wow, what a what a good album. But, but in their discography, this does stick out like a sore thumb. I think there's two albums that I would say in the Overkill discography stick out like a sore thumb. No, what's that, the other one? I would say Killing Kind. Killing Kind's the one with Battle. Yes, yes. Yeah, battle, that, I, that, I that song kind of like, what, what is he doing? Rob Zombie now? With those little vocal effects from a movie or something? Yeah, that, 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 one's, that one's a little bit different. No, that, no, I, that, yeah, but, but it's not as different as this. At least it's thrashy. But unfortunately, they haven't played any songs off of this since 2002. Um... And when they did the tour for this, they initially started out playing eight songs off this live. But by the end of the tour, they had scrapped all of them. So by the end of this tour, they were playing nothing off the new album. So there, so there was a little bit of a backlash, but I can't say, you know, I can't speak, you know, from personal experience because I wasn't a fan at the time. Nobody I hung out with was an Overkill fan. Uh, you were already an Overkill fan. You told me at first you're like, eh, about this. Uh, wh- what about other Overkill fans that, that you knew or hung out with at the time? 
do you recall anybody else saying like oh, I'm not on board with this or they, they liked it or anything like that I heard, I heard some rumblings from people going man that new overkill doesn't sound like overkill yeah there were some people complaining not as much as Al <laughs> but right. But there were people I do remember saying people not being into it uh, I loved it I, I absolutely loved by the time I saw it live well, I thought you said you didn't like it the first time. No, no, period. I'm saying... Well, no, I, I, I won't go as far as to say I didn't like it. I just thought, man, it was different. Okay. But then they were coming to town, so I wanted to study the album before I saw the show, and that's when I got it. Because okay. I played it over and over and over again. There's still some okay. tracks, eh, but for the most part, this is a great album. All right, well, why don't you take the first track, Dreamin' in Colombian. Dreaming in Colombian, right there, man. Starts off heavy with that heavy riff, and you know, I love those vocal effects. Sounds like a fucking bark, like burp, 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 with that riff going on. And you know, I do hear a little bit of thrash in the riffage, but it's not a thrash song. Uh, the the vocal too that Blitz do is quite subdued by what he usually does, it's, but it, right. it, it fits nicely, you know, with the vibe. You know, it's not your typical overkill opening. Uh, well, it tells you right from the start, this is not a typical overkill album. But this song, I really dig. I like Dreaming in Columbia. It's awesome. All right. Well, uh, I, I dig this song as well. I think it's a good opener. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a great opener for this album. Uh, there's maybe some other ones I, I, I think should start it off. But right from the get-go... Uh, you can tell this isn't, you know, if you're already an Overkill fan, you can tell this isn't a standard uh, sound for them. And one thing I would definitely say that influenced this album a lot, uh, there, there's two bands I, I think influence this one. Uh, one would be uh, Black Sabbath. The other one would be Pantera. And it's hard to escape uh, the influence of Pantera at this time because this is a year after Vulgar Display. Which, uh, I mean, I mean, Cowboys made a big, you know, a lot of people took notice, but goddamn when Vulgar came out, it changed the whole fucking game. And to me, you can definitely hear that because it this is definitely more groove-oriented uh, overkill than, than the straight-up thrash. And, uh, you know, I think down before this horoscope is, you know, as much as I love the classic lineup with Rats and, and, and Bobby and shit like that. I mean, Horoscope is still, probably goes back and forth between my number one and number two Overkill album of all time. I fucking love it. Uh, but this is definitely a different, you know, change in pace. And I, I, I think there's a couple things that you should take into consideration for why it changed. Not only did the music scene change, but, you know, you go from having Bobby Gumson playing guitar, you know, the, the lone guitar player, to now you have Merrick Grant and Rob Cannavino. Uh, and uh, I think maybe with Horoscope, they're still trying to retain the thrash sound, but, you know, incorporate now a twin guitar sound, you know, but they still want to keep it. But now, not only are you experimenting with a change in music, but a change in, you know, your guitar playing. So I think it, it kind of left a wide palette for them to like, hey, we can do anything now. You know, and still call it overkill. We can experiment, and I think that's what they did. And I, I, I do love this song. I, I don't know if it's the best opener, but I do love it. But uh, then we'll go into the title track, 
which holy shit, I do love this song, man. Uh, I Hear Black. Great fucking song. And this is one I think would go over really well live. I don't know uh, if they played this when you saw them. I don't know yes. if this was... They okay, played they a lot off his album when I saw him. A lot. Okay, so you probably saw it in, in the beginning of the tour then. I, they... I, you know what? I actually had the set list. And I should have fucking hunted for oh. it today. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you can't read it. But okay, you do know they did play this. Uh, I, I think this has a great chorus. Uh, it has a great hook. This is definitely one I would love to see him bring back into the set list. And, and Overkill is one of those bands... Um, I, not quite as bad as Slayer with kind of keeping it the same set list uh, but they definitely have their standards that you know every time you see Overkill you're going to see them but they always do have you know you know a surprise here or there that uh, you know you're like oh boy I'm glad they played that you know that's a deep track you know something to satisfy the true Overkill fans but I would love to hear a lot of these songs Live, and I think this is one that would go over really well. Did it go over well when uh, when you saw it? Yeah, yeah. These songs, all these songs, going out over real well because the energy was very high. And I could be wrong, but I think they opened the show with the first two songs. I think. Nice. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I love "I Hear Black." It's another mid-tempo, but it's more grinding. And what Dee Dee does in the beginning of the song reminds me a lot of what. Um, uh, Geezer did during the beginning intro to to Zero the Hero the dun, dun, thing going on, and the verse has this uh, kind of like a horoscope title track vibe to it, and uh, I fucking love this track. It just grinds its way through. Well, not typical Overkill, not thrash, but a kick-ass metal song that really works. It's another winner. One thing I'd like to add on this, and uh, I would love to get your feedback on this, um, and I know this might seem blasphemy as some, but as you being a, a true Overkill fan, I would say as far as thrash metal bassists, I would put Dee Dee neck and neck with Cliff Burton. I think Dee Dee is fucking amazing. Oh, and yeah. So, he has the so, coolest sound. So underrated. So underrated. And, you know, he he doesn't get any fucking respect. And it's a goddamn shame. Because, you know, if you really delve into the Overkill catalog and listen to these songs, his bass is fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. The tone is so recognizable, oh, yeah. too. So, so good. Oh, he's so amazing. Good. He's an amazing, amazing bass player. And, uh... Yeah, very important to the band. He's been there since the beginning with Blitz. Awesome. I All right. It. What do you think of the next song, World of Hurt? Another one that I know they played live that night. Uh, the way the, the the vocals intertwine with the music during the verse, flat out kills. But the bridge to me is like so-so. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the verse and the chorus. I love the crunchy section before the solo kicks in and the solo rules. You know, this, I think, is an amazing song, uh, despite the lackluster bridges that's in it. That's the only, only problem I have with the, with this song. What do you think? Uh, well, I, I'm definitely going to disagree with you on this one, uh, because this is, this is tied for my favorite song on the album. Uh, I love everything about this song. Definitely one of my favorites. And... Uh, 
you know, something I, I, I think needs to get a lot more attention is uh, the lineup of this one. This is uh, the first one with Tim Mallory on drums, uh, but the guitar duo of Merrick Grant and Rob Canavan, uh, Vino, however the fuck you say that shit, and I love, I love the guitar work on, on, on this track alone. Uh, this song, I think, kicks fucking ass. Absolutely love it. Well, then we go into Feed My Head. And this would be the other one I would say that's tied uh, for my favorite track on the album. I really, really love this fucking song. Great mid-tempo rocker. Uh, and I, I love this style for Overkill because it's, it's, it's a branch from what they did. But I think it, they work really good in, in, in this area. When they do a song this kind of tempo, um, the way Blitz sings this is amazing. And that's why I think this is a great album for people who are like kind of on the fence. Like, oh, God, when he gets so high, I'm like, eh. Uh, his singing style on this album is a perfect like gateway drug for people to like, you know, check this shit out and, and then give Overkill another try. And I think you'll come around because he hits this one out of the park. Absolutely love it. What do you think of Feed My Head? Oh, Feed My Head, the way it starts, it sounds like, oh, this might be, it, 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 it might be doing thrash now. But no, it's a slow grinder. Uh, the vocal harmonies are very cool. But that's something very new to Overkill. And I can see how that would turn off the purists. What the fuck are they doing vocal harmonies here, you know? Uh, but not this Overkill fan. I love it. Uh, it helps the song glide into home plate, man. It's grand slam to me. I love Feed My Head. Uh, probably my third favorite. My two favorite are coming up. Awesome. Ne- next one, Shades of Grey. Uh, they slow it way down here. It is like a dark ballad. Uh, this would be the one that I would say is more sign of the times than any song on here. I wouldn't go as far as say it's grunge, but it's dark like grunge. And for me, uh, this one is uh, forgettable. Uh, not a fan of this one. Kind of, uh, yeah, it's forgettable to me. Uh, when wow. I was listening to it today, it was kind of new to me. I didn't know, I, you know, him crooning to Shades of Grey. It wasn't really doing much for me. What do you think? Uh, well, I, I, I love this song. To me, it's a damn fine song. And I'm almost afraid to call it a power ballad. But it's definitely like a slower type song. Uh... And I, I get what you're saying about his vocals and how he sings. Uh, to me, works. It's not as bad as when he tried to do it on. Uh, what's that song? I, th- I talked to you previously, you know, off air about the, the song off of From the Underground Below. Uh, there's a ballad on there yeah, that I yeah. really. That's like my least favorite fucking Overkill song of all time. Uh, that that's a ballad, but I, I think this one works. I definitely like it more than you. Uh, and I dig it. And again, I think this is another song that would be a great gateway drug for somebody who was on the fence about Overkill. So I dig it. But then we'll go into the next song, which is the single off the album, the one they made a video for. Even though you very rarely saw it on MTV, because at this time they're barely playing metal, let alone thrash metal. Even though this isn't a thrash song, it's a. Uh, you know, it's a thrash band. So if you remember, uh, remember on, on Headbangers Ball when they, w- what was the thing they did where it was the three, like, like, like the Skull Crusher of the week. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, Skull Crusher, but I, I thought that there was oh, like a, oh, the three-way thrash. 
Yeah, three-way thrash. You would see this occasionally on that, even though this isn't very, uh, you know, like a thrashy song. To me, this is like holy fucking Sabbath worship. Uh, I love this song. To me, it sounds like something off of Masters of Reality era Sabbath. And, uh, I mean, you can hear the influence, the love come shining through. You know exactly what they're doing. I don't think they make any bones about it. This is a fucking Sabbath song. You know, definitely in the Sabbath vein. But to me, Spiritual Void uh, works. And this is the one that would stand the test of time in the set list. But again, you didn't hear this one after 2002. Uh, But I would be very happy if I saw them live and they played this. What do you think? Love this song. Total Sabbath worship here. And in that video is awesome, dude. They're, they're like yeah. underground in a sewer somewhere. Right. It's it's pretty badass shot and dark and the little shadows coming in and I fucking love this song. Corrosion of Conformity was doing come, something kind of similar at this time with right. the Sabbath worship. So right. may that may have been a little bit of an influence because I do remember uh, hearing this and thinking, wow, this is Black Sabbath a lot like our Corrosion. Is Black Sabbath now? Maybe they're you know, you know, nip, nipping off of corrosion a little bit. But hey, either way, you know, you, you, lay, you strip all that layer shit away. This is a kick-ass song, and it's my favorite. It's my second favorite track. Yes. Oh, there's nice. One I, I, there's one I even like more than this one on here. Wow. But it's a close second favorite track. I can bet you anything. My favorite. You're not gonna like. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll see. I. I, I, I I'm very curious. All right, I'll go to uh, Ghost Dance. Uh, pointless instrumental that goes nowhere. Should have been the beginning of the next song. That's what I think of Ghost Dance. Uh, well, you, you kind of kind of uh, said verbatim what I wanted to say. I don't think it goes nowhere. I, I like it. I think it sounds good. But it definitely should have been included... In, in the next song. I don't think it deserves its own uh, place in history. It doesn't it doesn't stand out enough to be its own thing. It should so have been it goes, part. So it goes nowhere. I, I, I wouldn't say... Well, to me, when you say goes nowhere, it's almost like you're saying it's not good. I think it's good, mm, but it yeah. should... You know what I think of it, dude? If it was part of the ex- of Weight of the World, then it would make more sense to me. But since right. it's not and it's alone, it kind of goes nowhere where it needs weight of the world for it to go somewhere for me. Okay, I'm good with that. All right, what do you, what, why don't you go into weight of the world? Then? Uh, it's the fastest song on here so far, but not thrash, but still a kick-ass song. Uh, this is a side of Overkill that they should explore more, I thought, I think. Though they have on some future albums, but not many times. Uh, there is a change in the song. I feel it don't fit too well because it goes too. It's a little, too much of an erratic change. Uh, but you know, for the most part, for other than that, it's a kick-ass song. What do you think of Way to the World? Uh, I fucking love it. I see this one as an album track. It, it, it it's not a standout track. I definitely wouldn't call it filler. Uh, but it's an album track. It's one of those ones that that it's the glue that holds the fucking album together. Uh, that keeps it cohesive. I really, really dig this track. Even though it's not my favorite, uh, I think it's an essential part of the sound of this album and the vibe of this album. 
uh, weight of the world. Uh, definitely. I mean, that, that's one like if, if you're curious about this album, you know, if you're, if you're, you're still like on the fence about Overkill, man, go on fucking YouTube and check out Weight of the World. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I, I think you'll be like, God damn, that's a good fucking metal song. I dig it. Right All right. Ignorance and Innocence is the next track. Ignorance and Innocence. Uh, now, this one, I gotta admit, I would call this one Killer Filler. I, I definitely see some Phyllis Diller, you know, Killer Filler thing going on here. Uh, but it's not a bad song. But to me, it's it's. this is the first one to me that I'm just like, eh, okay, who, who's, who's setting this up? Because you can kind of feel it's the end of the album. Uh, kind of vibe to it, even though I do like the song. Uh, but to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider this one as good as uh, what's come before it. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's back to the mid-tempo metal filler, but I don't think it's so killer. But I think it's far from suckage. Uh, it's a song right. I wouldn't skip. It's there and it's fine. It's an okay song for me in the journey of I Hear Black. So it's not something I would I have to get up and you know switch. All right, the next one, Undying. Yes. My least favorite. Uh, not wow. bad, not bad, but it has the same elements as many of the songs that started this album. It just does not hit that mark with me. I feel like, uh, you know, but you know what? I won't get up and skip it. You know, if I feel like getting up, I'll skip it. And that's a good sign. It's a song I really like. Uh, I really don't like, but not enough for me to stand up and uh, press skip. That's what I think about Undying. Okay, well, uh, I I definitely like it better than you. I I love it, and I love the creepy feel of it, and I love that the I'm dying, you know, the background shit. I like that. There's just kind of an eerie vibe to this song uh, that I dig, and and just the creepiness feel of this song I think elevates it from like a filler or a killer filler segment to to an essential song. Uh, there's something I really like about this, and I would almost like this one to end the album, or maybe a couple other songs to end the album, because uh, I think it kind of has that feel to it. Uh, I really dig Undying. A uh, lot, lot more than you, man. I dig it. I love it. Right on. But uh, we'll go into what is, uh, you know, there's a bonus track we're going to talk about, but this is the one that ends the... Uh, you know the album proper and that's just like you and uh i would say uh, this is where maybe you're right because i would say this is my least favorite track but that by no means uh means i don't like this song because i do it just happens to be my least favorite song on an album where so far i love every fucking song this just uh, happens to have my least uh, love for it. But uh, is, is, is this the one you're going to blow my mind with and say it's your favorite track? Well, you know, I mean, come on. It's uh, Spiritual Void. I said it's my second favorite track, and I haven't said what my favorite track is, and it's the last song, isn't it? Yeah, well, I suck at math. But, oh, okay, uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, this is my favorite song on the fucking Wow, album. wow. Uh, closest to thrash on here, but not really thrash, but it has that brash attitude of classic overkill the way bobby delivers this song sounds like classic overkill 
It's always been my favorite off this album. And yes, it was played live. Uh, and if I was wow. to make a best of Overkill mix, wow. this song would definitely be on it. Just no like shit. you fucking rules. And a shout out to my friend Eve from New York. I like, love Eve. Who agrees with me. She fucking worships this song. Oh, Eve is such an awesome chick. Yeah, she is. Alright, so there is a bonus track. And uh, yeah, Ian called me earlier and said, oh, you know there's a bonus track. It's called Killology. And I was like, oh, I have that on a mid CD that my friend, like, he, he made me a CD of nothing but bonus tracks. And I remember, okay. I remember that was on there. And I know this song. But, you know, I did refresh my memory. Instead of going through my 3,000 CDs, there it is on YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. And I listened to it. It refreshed my memory. And I love this track. It's this. Now, this is thrash. Yes. This is a total thrash song. Would definitely not fit on this album. Yes. At all. At all. It's too thrash for this album. Um, it would have stuck out like a sore thumb, but fits perfectly with all the albums before. You know, and it has, if you listen to the structure, it really does have that elimination vibe to it. Right. You know, I think it's a killer fucking, I love Killology. Great song. That's what I do. Yeah, well, I agree with you a thousand percent and in a bunch of different areas on that one. Uh, and, and, and that's something, when I looked it up on YouTube, that's a comment that somebody put. Is They're like, ooh, I feel an elimination vibe on this. Oh. And, and I think the reason you get that sound is this was recorded for Horoscope, but left oh. off the album. And, and, and became the, the Japanese bonus track. And it makes perfect sense because Horoscope is a much more thrashier album than this one. Well, that album's pure thrash. Right. And, and I can see why, you know, just like you said, if this was on the album, it would stick out like a sore thumb. And, and not necessarily bad, but, you know, I hear Black overall has a, a sound and a theme. And this doesn't fit in it. It wasn't written in the same area. Uh, but I can understand, you know, because everybody wants to you know, give a Japanese bonus track. And for those of you who don't know, the reason this happens is because to buy an album in Japan costs way much more than to buy an album anywhere else on the planet. Uh, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a tax situation or what it is, but Japanese fans pay way more than anybody else on the fucking planet. So most bands, out of respect add a bonus track to give them a little something extra, you know, for, like, you know, for going eating that day, because they're buying a fucking album, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I, I do love the track, I see why it's a bonus track, but, uh, you know what? I, I They should have put this on Horoscope. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a really good fucking song. And I was pleasantly surprised, and normally when I get albums from uh, Mr. X, you know, I get the uh, you know, he always sends me the deluxe bonus, you know, all these versions and shit, you know, Ralph and Tess, because uh, I send him a lot of those. But I, I, I did not have this. I'm going to search it out so I can have it like in a proper bit rate, you know, a, a better sound quality than what you hear on, on YouTube. Uh, but it's a really good song. And when I saw there was a bonus track on that, uh, I was like, you know what, we gotta we gotta look this up because of the person who paid for this episode, and you know we'll get into it later about why he's so special to me and, and what this means. And but I was like, you know what, we gotta go that extra effort 
and we gotta check out this song. Plus, I, I'm just a fucking Overkill fan, man. I love Overkill, and I know Ralph loves Overkill. Uh, so fuck it, we had to review it. I'm glad we did. It's a great song. If you get your hand on a on a Japanese copy of this, fucking bully you, man. That's fucking awesome. Um, but that is our review of 1993's I Hear Black. Uh, this one was released March 9th, to, uh, 1993. Uh, co-produced by the band and a- Alex Perialis, who a lot of people know from producing uh, Testament and Anthrax and uh, very much like the, the, the East Coast thrash sound. Uh, Alex was very prominent in that. This was the first one that they released on Atlantic by by themselves. They weren't on. Uh, they were no longer on Megaforce. Uh, this was straight up Atlantic, and it charted uh, very high for them. In fact, on the Billboard Heatseeker charts, it's their uh, uh, their highest charting album, and it, it's only been rivaled by their their la- uh, last couple, really, like uh, Electric Age, White Devil Armory, and Grinding Wheel are the only ones who have charted higher. But you have to keep in mind what albums sold back then compared to now. This album was even more important and an even more high-in-charting album for them. But, you know, th- this was piggybacking on the success of, of Horoscope because Horoscope was a very big album for them. Listen to this album with an open mind. Uh, you know, whether you are an Overkill fan or not, just say, like, hey, I want to listen to some good metal. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah, if you're expecting thrash, you will be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, if you want to feel the fire, no, you're not going to hear it. But if you just want good metal, you're going to get paid back in fucking spades. Because it's a great fucking album. So, uh, that's what I got to say about that. All right. Well, uh, thanks for not remembering. Here's the album from Overkill that came out before this one that I I don't think it's that great. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know, what I know what you're going to say. Which one? You're going to say Under the Influence. You are correct, sir. Shred rules. Yeah, I love For the Gutters, okay. Love fucking best song on there is uh, uh, I got it. Head First. Yeah. And that's it. The rest is kind of like, I don't know, them thrash by numbers. Uh, uh, to me, Year of Decay. Wow. That one is up there with Feel the Fire with me. Those are my two favorites. But yeah, and Under the Influence is very loved. Very, very loved by a lot of people. Well, now it's time to go into Pick of the Week. And do you have a Pick of the Week, Ralph? Yeah, and it's a very important Pick of the Week. And uh, actually, I am going to I am gonna like pick something I actually heard. But I want to throw something in that I, I haven't heard yet as well. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Satan's Taint. Uh, okay. Yes, crazy name for a band, Satan's Taint. Yeah, that's Bob, Bobby Gumps. Bobby Gufson's band, uh, the first album, is fucking awesome. I own that one. A lot of my friends are on that album. Paolo from Midnight Spell. Uh, you know, he's a guy I've known since before he started singing. He sings a couple tracks. Dan from Grave Seekers on there. Uh, you know, it's just a bunch of veterans down here from Florida. My friend yeah. Jim on drums. I, I think Ruben De La Rosa is on that album, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He is. I'd be very jealous. Okay. I love that guy. Yeah, but he's got a new one out. And this is why I got to say, man, I know it's going to rule, but this is what's really cool about the new album. I don't know what it's called, or maybe it's even called this, because Paolo, the guy that sang on the album, told me there's a song on the album that's a sequel 
the Skull Crusher from uh, Oh wow, Year of Decay. Wow. So there's a sequel to that on this album. I haven't heard it yet, and I may be wrong, but I think it just came out this week. All right. Well, well, here's something where I want to give you a little bit of shit, Ralph, uh, that you need to step this up and, and make this happen. Bobby Gutterson was on Talk To Me, Josh Toomey's podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. You know Bobby. Yeah. You hung out with Bobby. No, and, and you know what? And I told Bobby. him I wanted to do an interview, and he said to me, yeah, dude, next time we hang out, bring your recorder. And I and I have, I did see him after that, but I didn't have my recorder handy. Right. We, we, need, we need to get Bobby on the show, because I would love to talk All to right, him. I'll I'm talk a, to him. I'm a huge fan of his guitar, and I would love, you know, if we could set up a Skype recording where we talked to him, I would love to do that because I, dude, his guitar playing is phenomenal. I mean, he's so instrumental in the history of Overkill. Uh, I would love to have him on the show. All right, I'll see what I can do, uh, and I'll see because 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 if not, I'm going to go on talk to me and talk to him. Yeah, go join that podcast. <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, Josh Toomey and Talk to Me podcast. I, I implore everybody to check it out. He is oh, yeah, a great guy. A great guy. And, and a great show. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. I hung out with him at the first expo. Yeah, at the second expo, too. And he was telling me, I'm not really a Kiss fan. It's just so, it's it's coincidental. His show's <laughs> called Talk To Me. Yeah. Because you know, his last name's To Me. Yeah. So Talk To Me, which is pretty brilliant. Yeah, it is pretty brilliant. But, you know, Kiss nerds, everybody, everybody at that expo is going, hey, they got that from the eighth song. Oh my God! Wow, two two uh, two songs from from uh, at least talk to me is good. Not like that other shitty song that somebody named their podcast after on Mass. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Torpedo Guys. Oh no no, they're good too. What's the last song left? Uh, oh oh, what's that? <laughs> what, what, what's that other show you're on? Oh yeah, three yeah. sides of the coin. Fuck those guys. <laughs> oh god, they don't listen to us. No, All just right. a public service anomaly. I have nothing against them. I never did. I never fucking said anything against them. And people are just going up in arms. So very few people went up in arms that I was on there. Oh, you hate them. And you're on. When did I ever say I hated them? Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, here's another thing that's very important, you know, while we're on this subject. We got to bring up the fact. Fucking three sides of the coin paid you a thousand dollars to save their fucking show because their ratings were in the fucking tank. Nobody listened to that fucking shit anymore, and you know, so you know, you got reimbursed for it. It's a fucking job. It is what it is. Uh, you know, so there's no shame in that. Um, cash, I, I, cash that fucking check, baby. Cash that fucking check. You know, Ian, I didn't hear a thing you said. This shit was breaking up. Who is our fan of the week? All right. Well, no, hold on. I got to do my pick of the week. Oh, and, okay. and I have two picks of the week as well. Uh, and I believe that I've mentioned both of these as picks of my week before. But in case you cocksuckers weren't listening, and by cocksuckers, I mean I love you all. Um, uh, another album that that is from this era, it was released a year later from this, but I think kind of falls in the same category. And that is Testament's Low. Uh, an amazing fucking album for people who were very upset about, you know, the ritual. They thought that wasn't, you know, thrash enough. They got James Murphy on guitar to replace Alex Skolnick. Uh, James Mur- Murphy, of course, played with Death and a bunch of other, you know, great, like, you know, really harder death metal bands. Obituary. Yeah, obituary. But uh, fucking low to me is an amazing thrash album. It was really 
really a return to form. And you want to talk about an album that should have followed up an album? I think, like, Low is an album that should have followed up fucking uh, uh, New Order. You know, it's really, really fucking good. Uh, quality songwriting, great singing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Testament fanboy, I fully admit. But Low is an album that a lot of people should give a chance to. Uh, drums on that, uh, Louis Clemente had, le- has, had left the band. They got uh, John Tapesta, who would go on to uh, White Zombie. He's played with the cult. He's played with a lot of people. He was he was Charlie Benente's drum tech. Uh, just a great fucking album. Really, everybody, check out Testament Low. You, you won't be disappointed if you love Testament. That's a great fucking album. Uh, but my second pick, uh, I, I, I got to go back to fucking Overkill and and pick one of the greatest metal DVDs I've ever bought. I've ever bought. And I'm one of those. I, I buy a lot of like metal, uh, you know, concert Blu-rays and DVDs. Unfortunately, this shit will probably never be on Blu-ray, even though it deserves Blu-ray treatment. But it's Overkill Live, Wrecking Everything at Evening at Asbury Park. And it's a it's a double DVD, and one DVD is like I can't remember if it's like their twentieth anniversary or fifteenth anniversary. It, it's some fucking anniversary concert in New Jersey. They're a New Jersey band, um, but that's one disc, and the other disc is a documentary all about the history of Overkill. So you get your money's worth. You can find it now. It's still on Amazon. You can get it for thirty bucks. Uh, and I know that's kind of pricey for a DVD these days when everything's Blu-ray. It will be the best thirty bucks you ever spent. It's really good, Ralph. I know you have this one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's awesome. I love it. Oh yeah, it, it's it's re- the concert is fucking amazing. Uh, you know, it's them in their hometown with all you know with all their fans and and even you know Overkill has a really big Germany uh, following and a lot of guys from their German fan club showed up at the show so it's a very special concert to begin with but not only do you get that but the documentary uh, it's well worth the money seriously I, I, I wouldn't bullshit you guys 30 bucks you're getting a fucking bargain it was cheaper when I bought it but I think now that you know people know the value of Overkill <laughs> you know so get it Overkill Live, Wrecking Everything, and Evening at Asbury Park. Check that motherfucker out. Those two are the, my picks of the week. And they don't hold shit back. You get to hear the whole Bobby Gusser story. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, don't, they don't hold none back, but, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a really cool DVD. Right on. All, all right, well, now it's time to go into Fan of the Week, the guy who paid for this shit, and that is Chris Daniel. And, uh, man, uh, Chris is such a great, great fan of the show, a great uh, contributor on the podcast. But something I, I, I really want to do, hold on, I'm bringing it up on my phone, because what he wrote me I, I, I thought was really, really fucking special. And it almost made a motherfucker cry. I ain't, I ain't going to lie. It was very, uh, very heartwarming. But I put out a thing... A couple weeks ago, like I, I knew Ralph and I, we we got to get back to business. You know, we got to get back to doing these reviews. And and I put out a thing that said, "Look, uh, you know, I kind of lost my mind for a while, so I didn't have 
the list that I should have for everybody who donated. I'm like, please, anybody who donated for last year's and we haven't done your episode, uh, you know, text me. Let me know what you want to do. He wrote me back, and and I, I hope he doesn't mind, but I'm going to read a couple things that he wrote me uh, on, on private messenger. And this is from Chris Daniel. He says, bro, I never even worried about it. As much as you and Ralph do for all of us, uh, that money was for you guys. You don't owe us a damn thing. There's no way you can keep up with uh, all those that don't even stress over it. You two have, have made my life way better, and I'm more than grateful for that. And I'll donate again this year. You two are the best, and we are the ones that owe you two. You don't owe us shit. Just my opinion, rock on, bro. And I, I wrote him back. I said, dude, whatever album you want, dude, we'll do it. You know, and he, and then he wrote back, I believe I picked Overkill, I Hear Black, which is odd because, because that was the album of the day today, LOL. But dude, I'm telling you, don't even sweat it. I never wanted anything in return for the donation. I just love what you and Ralph do, and that was more than enough for me. You don't owe me anything. I'm glad to be part of a community that shares my interests. We are a rock and metal family, even though we don't know each other personally. You two don't realize just how loved you are. We support you because we love you guys, not because we want something in return. Like I said, it's just not possible to keep up with all of those requests you paid us back and then some. Fuck yeah, oh, man, that's awesome. That that means everything, and you can't replace that. That's why we have the greatest fucking fan base of all time. So not only do I thank you, Chris Daniel, you know, you know, for for your awesome words, for your contribution, but to all of you who have stuck by us and and, and are there every day on the page, that, that that tune into every episode, whether you like that band or not. You know, this shit is for, for you guys and for us, man. We are a fucking family, and it, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me to do something to where I, you know, and I think I can speak for Ralph, where we honestly feel fulfilled, you know, because everybody works day jobs that you do to pay the bills. You know, there's not a lot of people who do what they really honestly love and what they feel they were put on this planet to do. And I think this is what Ralph and I are here to do is is to tell dick jokes and your mama jokes and talk about hard rock and heavy metal. And 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 to know that you guys get what we do. I mean that's just fucking amazing. Yes, but, I agree with you 100%. Uh and it shows, man. It shows the love and uh uh not to say how much, but since we've been on the air, since we've been reporting, uh we've raised two more donations. Are you sent me? Oh, that's incredible. And one's, that's for, incredible. one's for Vieira Vault, which is awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Like I said earlier, so somebody did donate for Vieira Vault. Go, go there. shows you the post and everything. I wrote that's Vieira awesome. Vault, and the other person wrote Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Well, well, when when we get off the air, I'm going to, you know, I will thank you guys personally. I'll make a post on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast page calling you a pimp and giving you all the respect you deserve and, uh, it, 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 it's just it, it's overwhelming how much you guys love what we do and, and we we honestly we, we love you motherfuckers and that's why we want to see you guys in Nashville anybody who can make it and I understand not everybody can afford to make it 
and and there's no judgment. But for those of you who can make it, we will give you the best weekend that we can fucking give you. It's, it's going to be fucking amazing. Right on, man. All right, so why don't we play a promo to the Rock and Pod Expo? All right, let's do it. And as we're recording this, Dave Elson has been added. If yes. He's not in the commercial because he was just added. So uh, here, who else is going to be there? Rock and Pod is back. The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus. Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Kick Tracy, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on-site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the rock and roll residency, The Talisman, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rock and Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rock and Pod. Podcast registration and tickets and VIP packages available now at rockandpod.com. Yeah, and there you go. And there's going to be more announced. We heard some cool names, but we cannot jinx it. So yeah. we're not saying anything. So there, there will be more people in a more fucking metal vinyl than you can shake a poser at. Oh, hell yeah. So it's going to be blast. Hope to see you all there. Uh, all you crazy fucking uh, dedicated podcast people out there for us. Uh, you know, I mirror everything Ian says. I don't take none of you guys for granted. Uh, Y'all mean everything to us. And uh, you make what, you know, it's like you make what we do uh, even cooler than it is. Because I think it's really cool what we do. But then when we hear not only hear the feedback, but see the feedback. Yeah. Like with our audience, it's not just words; it's action too. It's action and words, and uh, very humbled by uh, everybody out there that uh, you know that uh, are dedicated to us and that make us look really good to all the other podcasts that get more downloads. Yeah, exactly. So thank you. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this overkill tastic episode, and I know you did. And I know you're going to spread the word. Come back next week when uh, I, I think Greg Barnes is going to donate. So we could be talking about Christopher Cross next week. But you, but you know what? We're going to be sailing that shit all the way to the bank. And we're going to make you laugh with some dick and fart jokes. Oh, yeah. When Greg is here, you know it's going to be a fagtastic time. Oh, I love Greg. I love Greg. He's but awesome. I, I miss I, him. I, I hate going down on him because his dick tastes like shit. <laughs> That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. He'll suck your dick. <laughs>